The belief that God became man and dwells among us in Jesus Christ is at the very heart of Orthodox Christian life and worship. Orthodox worship, therefore, involves the whole person, heart, mind, body, and soul. In our services of worship, Christians pray and sing in liturgies that are not of this world. Ancient Faith Radio now presents Singing the Triumphal Hymn with Father John Finley, exploring the Orthodox faith through music and liturgy. Father John is a composer and musician and is with the Missions and Evangelism Department of the Antiochian Orthodox Church. Here's Father John. We continue in our lesson on liturgy and education, and we're working through Father Alexander Smemon's book, Liturgy and Life. He says regarding uh, children and the experience of church, as a general rule, children like to be in church. And this instinctive attraction to and interest in church services is the foundation on which we must build our religious education. When parents worry that the children will get tired because services are long, they're usually subconsciously expressing their concern not for their children, but for themselves. Ouch. (laughs) I, I know this to be true. Uh, because I know it's true of me. He, uh, we, we might ask the question, and he, he works uh, with this passage uh, from the Sermon on the Mount. How would you apply the following statement to your own experience in worship? Truly, truly, I say to you, unless you are converted and become like children, you shall not enter the kingdom of heaven. He says, our first duty as parents and educators is to let the children come and do not hinder them from attending church. So he takes this this verse and applies this hindrance with regard to church attendance. He goes even further and speaks of the atmosphere of the home on Sunday mornings as uh, a place where we can prepare for going to church and prepare for entering into the experience of the kingdom of God, pointing out that we need to look at the atmosphere of our own home on Sunday morning. Are we listening to the radio or watching TV or reading the newspaper and then okay it's time to go let's let's get in the car and go or could we do something like this light the vigil candles before the icons perhaps read the scripture lessons prior to going to church set out and put on clean clothes develop a a festive atmosphere and and clean up our rooms this is a, a special day this is a day set aside not just for church but a special day set aside in our home to reflect the church and to be illuminated by the light that we will bring back home from our worship He then goes into a discussion of Sunday school and 
when to have Sunday school. This is a challenge for us. I know growing up as a kid, and I think it's probably true still across the board with most church-going Christians in America, that they have an idea and a concept and understanding of going to Sunday school and church. Why not capitalize on this? I know that in in the mission churches that I've started, I've uh, encouraged uh, the following. Let's all come to church at the same time and stay there for the whole thing. And let's have Sunday school and church. So the parents will bring their children, we'll drop them off in the Sunday school, and they'll spend, uh, you know, 45 minutes or or so in the Sunday school. And the parents, well, what are the parents going to do that are not involved in uh, the Sunday school program? Let's have adult Sunday school. And we call that matins. (laughs) Adult Sunday school, the matins, the orthros service. And it's a different school of learning in a manner of speaking. It's not conducted the way uh, we might think Sunday school is uh, is conducted. Uh, we usually think of school as you've got a teacher and a lecturer and we're sitting at desk and taking notes and learning and uh, asking questions and answering and having discussions and so on and so forth. On the other hand, if we're to apply this principle that we've been working on, we pray what we believe and we believe what we pray, then aren't we going to learn our faith if we go into the matins and we listen to the hymns? The hymns, and not just the hymns, but the hymns are filled with teaching about Christ death, burial, and resurrection on Sunday mornings. And we have hymns that uh, that speak of the saints and their life of uh, sacrifice and their martyrdom and their teaching and such. And so we learn about church history and the saints as well when we participate in the matin service. So it's a, it's a different atmosphere and a different uh, type of learning but learning and a school of learning nevertheless. So then as we come towards the end of the matin service, the children come in, we sing the great doxology together, and we're into the main worship service, the divine liturgy. So this is one uh, possible uh, alternative and uh, approach and view and perspective on Sunday school. Father Alexander also lays out three general principles that are used in this educational method called liturgical catechesis. These three uh, general principles are the principle of the Bible and the liturgy, the remembrance of Christ, and the meaning of the sacraments. In this section on the Divine Liturgy, he says, We cannot understand our worship without knowing the Scriptures, and yet the same is true vice versa. The meaning of the Scriptures is disclosed in the worship. Sometimes we um, 
we fall into I, I don't know if you we want to say we're falling into a trap but there there there's a weakness if our bible study is pretty much confined to the classroom we're uh, maybe studying the old testament and we study the stories of the flood and noah's ark and the flight into egypt and and these sort of things but they they remain nothing more than stories what if, what if we can uh, apply these things and these themes of water and oil and the holy spirit to the new testament to christ to our life in the church you know the flood noah's ark the flight from egypt these are all lessons about baptism and teaching us about what happened to us when we were baptized and yet as he says the converse is also true that when we get into these services we're hearing the scriptures illuminated for us within the context of the service itself oh that's what it means it sheds a whole different light and a whole perspective so we need Sunday school to understand the church services, but we need the church services to understand Sunday school, or not really Sunday school, but what we're studying in Sunday school. We need both of these. These are two pillars that are uh, working back and forth, complementing each other. The second principle that he speaks of is the remembrance of Christ. And when we come, let's say, to a feast day of the church um, and we're remembering a particular event in the life of Christ, but it's more than a remembrance. It is a commemoration. But it's more than a commemoration. It's, it's an entrance into this Reality. It's an entrance into the eternal salvation meaning of what Christ did on a particular occasion. He says a feast is an entrance into and a communion with the eternal meaning of an event of the past through which we taste of the kingdom of God. I can remember in another place, uh, Father Alexander, he, he wrote a little booklet, and uh, the, it's hard to find, but if you can find it, get it. Um, it's a little booklet called Holy Week, and in there, in his discussion on Palm Sunday, he says the power of liturgy is in its ability to transform remembrance into reality to transform remembrance into reality this is this this second general principle of which he speaks we're not just learning about we are entering into and experiencing Christ in all of his saving acts when he walked on this earth. The third general principle 
is the meaning of the sacraments. And this is a gold mine. I mean, if if somebody is looking for material, you know, what do I teach my kids in Sunday school? Just take one of the sacraments and 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 start working through the text. Start reading through the text. Take, for instance, the service of baptism. It begins with these exorcisms and introduces this whole concept of evil and the evil one and Christ's victory over the devil. And then we come to a point of renouncing the devil and uniting ourselves to Christ and taking on a the basic attitude of uh, what it means to be a Christian and seeing in this service the source of all of our Christian ethics. And then we say the creed. Uh, th- this is an opportunity to study the creed, the Nicene Creed, point by point. What do we mean when we say this? What do we mean when we say that? And then we bless the water and uh, preparing this water as the water of the new life through the descent of the Holy Spirit and it being endued with the power of the baptism or the power of the Jordan River when the Lord entered in down into the Jordan River and he was baptized. Then the anointing with oil and we make these references to uh, Noah and the dove and when the dove brought the uh, olive branch back as a token of peace and reconciliation with God and in our baptism we we experience this reconciliation with God through the anointing of the oil and then the immersion in the water which is judgment and death but it's also cleansing and it's rebirth and it's resurrection and we put on the white garment see that there's there's so much here just by going through a church service that helps us to understand what it means to be a Christian. Finally, he speaks of the Eucharist, the divine liturgy as the center of our entire system of education. He says the divine liturgy is not a symbol but it is an act of the church through which the church fulfills her true nature. We say at one point in the divine liturgy, send down your Holy Spirit upon us and upon these gifts here spread forth and make this bread the body of thy Christ and that which is in this cup the precious blood of thy Christ changing them by the Holy Spirit. And we see in that statement that it's not just something that's happening to bread and wine, but something that is happening to us, something that is happening to the body of Christ, something that's happening to the church. Make us the body of Christ, changing us by the Holy Spirit. And so this whole religious education needs to be based on 
our experience of the Holy Eucharist and the Divine Liturgy and must find its fulfillment in it. Do we want to educate our kids? Do we want them to grow up to be Christians? We need to give them Sunday school. But you know what? We need to be in Sunday school too. And we need to give them the experience of church. But we need the experience of church. We need to do this all together. If our lives are transparent to God, they'll be transparent to our children and they will see our sincerity, our commitment, our love for Christ and the church. And they'll enter into that as the Proverbs say, when they're old, they'll not depart from it. God bless you, and especially all those Sunday school teachers out there that I know struggle with this issue and love their kids and all the kids in their parish so much and want the best for them. And uh, if we if we combine the experience of Sunday school with the experience of worship and let these things play back and forth with each other, we will be on the right path. And that was Father John Finley with Singing the Triumphal Hymn, Exploring the Orthodox Faith Through Music and Liturgy. If you would like to write Father John, his email is singing at ancientfaith.com. That's singing at ancientfaith.com. This is a listener-supported presentation of Ancient Faith Radio.